Where do we know this from? Yosef What did Yosef Atzadik say? I think that soldier's brother traumatized. He said, you didn't sell me. I was sent. It wasn't about him. It had nothing to do with him. Him being sold in Egypt, him being traded to Yishma, it had nothing to do with him. He was sent on a mission. But if I said I was sold here, I become the victim, and that's it, finish. I've seen maybe 700 cases. Constant same thing in therapy. It's the same story. It's the same story of, of, of approaching Hashem with self-pity. Rabbi Rush, I met with him today. And his whole books is saying thank you to Hashem. And how the salvation will come to thank you, saying thank you to Hashem. Why say thank you to Hashem and give you salvation? Because we don't want to pray out of self-pity. The purpose of this creation is to find ourselves. How do we contract by, by still praying and giving up and dealing with difficult situations? By still working, by still not giving up, that's how we contract. But if we're not counting Hashem, we're counting ourselves. We all spoke about that Koach Machas. That remember, Adam represents order in our lives. Aleph, Dalet, Men. Order. What does Chava represent? Disorder. Chava represents, the letters are backwards, they're out of order. Adam represents order. Adam represents the numerical value of 45. Chava represents the numerical value of 19. So what are we doing when we have 45 minus 19? Anytime time Rebbe says that life is upside down, there's a good sign of arrogance. What's happening? What do you mean? My life is upside down, it's arrogance? How could you say that? It's because we took the 26 out of the picture. 45 minus 19 is Gemat. 45 minus 19 is you took 26 out. Oh, you don't want to be, you don't want to, you don't want to let Hashem control? I want to control. I need my love. I want to do it. I want to take it to the situation. That's what you have to What do you need to do? Focus on your soul, not your ego. So when we put the 26 back in the picture, it means anytime life is upside down, the first thing we need to do is do what? Put the 26 back into the picture, and that's how things go back in order. I do this five times a day. Let's say I have an expectation in my life that I don't mind. I was expected to make an extra amount of money, I'm walking around, I'm upset, it didn't work out. So what are you going to do? You're going to walk around upset, sad. Why? Because I'm focusing on what, I'm not, what I don't have. But let's say all of a sudden I turn that expectation and say, you know what? So what? One thing is wrong. How about the you can change your life by one, one tool. Put the 26 back in the picture. Because all judgments today, all judgments today are when a person is in low disorder, when he's in a state of chala, when he's in a state of ego, when he wants to take control of the situation, when he doesn't like the way things are going, he doesn't like the process, he wants to prove. What's with the process? No, that's what it is. And you understand that, you humble yourself. You put the 26 back in the picture, and you go back to Adam. When we pray chakras, part of the beginning, we say to Hashem, Mahayene, Ma, Mahayene, 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 Because we want to get ourselves into humility. Because once we get into humility, Hashem changes the order. It's okay. Last time somebody almost threw a glass at me in New York. So I'll take this one. <laughs> okay. It's good. It, 
broke here. That's the she had to be a bro. Mazel tov. Mazel When you're in a state of simcha, you're going to make the right decision. When you're not in a state of simcha, 
you're not getting, you're not going to make the right decisions. It's very important. Let's talk about being brokenhearted versus being depressed. We're not said in lesson 23. In 24, in the second half of the Quran. It's okay to be brokenhearted, but not okay to be depressed. A broken heart says, I'm lacking Hashem. I need you. I'm struggling. I'm broken. This is breast of one of Connecting to Hashem with a broken heart. Because when you connect to Hashem with a broken heart, your prayers are completely different. They're coming from the, the deepest part of your heart. So when you say, when you say, I'm depressed, there's no prayer, there's no hope, there's no delusion. And that's where the majority of people are That's where the majority of the wrong decisions in people's lives. So it's very important. Having a broken heart, absolutely you're going to have it. Sometimes Hashem has to break your heart to save your soul. Sometimes Hashem has to break your heart. Exercise at one time for four hours is not going to help you. But if you exercise every day for 30 minutes, it's going to help you. So it's very important that we have a follow-through. Because again, my classes are not about inspiration. They're about strategy. Because you're going to get hit hard in life. Life is going to hit you hard. Let's not... We've all gotten hard. But the difference whether or not you get up is based on your resilience and based on your mindset. So that's why my classes are really, you know, it's, it's strategy. You know, one day you're inspired, another day you're not inspired. We can't live on inspiration. Like we said many times, people get through me through inspiration or desperation. But at the end of the day, we should have more strategy. Because if you don't have strategy, what happens? We get into the, the worst is, is this mochim katnut mindset. What does mochim katnut in Kabbalah mean? A bad mood. Mochim katnut in Kabbalah means a bad mood. The problem is once we start getting into these moods, then what happens? Our personal reality becomes our personality. And then what happens? We got a problem. Because something outside of your life became who you are. And then that's why you say, you hear a guy, what happened to you? Three years ago, I got a divorce. I, I dropped everything. Or this happened to me, I lost my business five years ago, and that became his life. And I see this all the time. I run a 70-bed detox rehab. Uh, we have two facilities, one in Fort Lauderdale, one in Miami. And unfortunately, I see this all the time. That means we can't deal with addictions if we don't deal with Amuna. Without Amuna, how could you deal with the addiction? How could you deal with an eating habit without recognizing why are you why are you eating? So that's why it's, you know, Rabbi Nathan said in a very clear statement that all of our problems are due to a lack of Amuna and all the Yeshuas are coming from Amuna. And today, unfortunately, everybody's trying to understand everything instead of overcome it. The purpose of evil is not to be understood, it's to overcome. Evil is, comes exactly from good. It's not a separate thing. So our job is, the people who, who bit on themselves, who are able to know the concept themselves, they're able to overcome evil, not understand. So remember, the more we try to understand evil, we get stuck there. The more we try to overcome it through meaning, through purpose, then we overcome exactly what would happen to you. Because like we said before, life is tough, and it's gonna hit us very hard. So today we're gonna to talk about is a little bit about the dollar versus the hay concept. This is one of the teachings that absolutely changed my life. 
I've said this line many times that it's impossible to fix a roof if it's raining. Sometimes what happens when our emotions are kicking, we want to try to fix our problems. It's first we have to let the rain stop. And then we readdress the issue. So a lot of the classes is first changing your state. Changing your state. Can't fix the roof when it's raining. That means sometimes we have to change our state. Because the state we're in, the way we feel about ourselves, is usually the meaning we give to something. The Holy Arizal, I was just married to go to the spot, it was great. And he says something very profound. And he says the light from the Creator comes down neither good or bad. It's up to the person to make it into a vessel. Now what happens? If you don't have the right dot, then you're going to label everything bad. But if you have dot, what are you going to do? You're going to say this is a challenge, not a threat. If I don't have any dot, then of course I'm going to have triggers. But I'm going to label them as what? As a threat. But with through dot, what are you going to do? You're going to label it as a challenge. So it's very important when the Gemara tells us that all our problems are lack of dots, then you have to spend a lot of time acquiring dots. And perception is everything. You about change our perception. Because when we change the way we look at things, the things that we look at are changed. That's a famous line from the Bible, the way dire. But this is a very Kabbalah line. When we change the way we look at things, we're not looking at it both happening. We're looking at it both happening. When a person changes the way he looks at something, then he draws a person. For example, a person has fear. What happens is connected to the name of the name. It's connected to the Teva.
about this concept called Adalid versus Hay, which is one of my favorite classes. And believe it or not, speaking about this all the time, I believe it, my gates of heart is 10 times bigger than yours sometimes. And I myself, I have to sometimes shift my mindset 10 times a day. Not one time a day, 10 times a day. That means not one time. We need to recognize where are all our negative thoughts coming from.
is the number one way to be in a state of We know our mood is a shadow of self-esteem. Correct? The way we feel about ourselves is the way the meaning we give to things. You can have a great day and all of a sudden what happens? Somebody cuts you off. You don't care. But if you're not having a good day, that's the same guy that cuts you off, you're gonna run after him. Why? What's the difference? You still got cut off. So it's the way you were feeling about yourself. This is very important for Shalom Bayat. Because how could you have Shalom Bayat if you don't love yourself? If you don't love yourself, then you have nothing. How could you give? So I always get people, listen, first you have to love yourself and feel good about yourself. Then, of course, you're going to interpret things differently. Because your wife can tell you, if you're not feeling good about yourself, your wife can tell you, you know, you left the toilet seat up. What? You think I'm lazy? You take things personal. Oh, you forgot this. Oh, you, again you did this? So I see the pattern of what? Everything that somebody says something to you, take it personal? Taking things personal is a valid mindset. How about our failures? Personal. How many people have gotten divorced? I didn't take it personal. In life, you win or you learn. First time, I learned. Second time, I'm going to win. But if I take it personal, what happens? Maybe I'm not going to make do it, or how can I fail again? And then we start, we don't move on enough. So it's very important that part of making things personal, get to this close to the See, I didn't take that person. It's very important. He said, we're going to go through like, a constant like when it's the cave. He doesn't like it when it's sound It's very much been on the shoes. Think about it many times. That something that happens when a person goes through something, and if he fails at it, it's for two reasons. The light that he wanted and the vessel that he has are not matching. Many times, I have people in my therapy. What happens? Three weeks, what do they say? I'm ready. Okay, you'll be right back. Because you think the light that you have and the vessel are matching. So when a person has a failure, all he has to say is do very simple. The second to continue to come say that again. What do you need to change? Call it back. You take it personal, you get stuck in, in in perfectionism or procrastination, you never you never pull the trigger again. So failure is part of life. If we didn't have darkness, we would never appreciate light. So that's why successful people spend more time getting going than thinking about it. If I think about it too much, what's going to happen? What happens if I fail? What is this person going to say? No, we want to get moving. Because either way, we have to go through a process. That's why if you procrastinate too much on getting married, how do I know he's the right guy? You're going to make it into the right guy. Through humility, through bittol, through shalubai, through that, Hashem has to reward that marriage. But you think you have a magic box? Pick A or B? Impossible. So we make it into the right person. So we make it. That's the key. How do we do that? We demonstrate we don't instruct. Shalom Bayit number one. Demonstrate what you want from your partner, don't instruct. If you only instruct, then you're not doing the same thing. If you demonstrate, you don't have to do anything. Don't even speak. But everybody has a problem. You need to do this, you need to do this, you need to do this. Be happy, be happy, be happy. You're complaining. So demonstrate and instruct. 
So taking things personal, the minute you stop taking things personal, your life will change. And I've said many times, you can save 25 years of therapy if you stop taking things personal. My father, when I was eight years old, he loved me. I was in Colombia, my mother raised me. I could have been in, I could have been in therapy for years for that. But I could say, listen, my mother raised me, thank God what I have, I came to America, that's it. But when you take it personal, you always think, oh, my parents put me here, this is my parents' fault, that's my parents' fault, this is my parents' fault, and you never get nothing. If your parent can't give, you can't give. The person doesn't have, you ask him for $200, he only has 100 he doesn't have emotion. Sometimes parents can't give emotion. So like we said, it's never too late to have a happy childhood. How? Don't take it first. But I, I meet people stuck in blockages for 30 years. I meet people stuck in blockages for 20 years. Because they said, my, parent, my father made me lay. It's very important. That's another way. Failure, taking things personal. Parenting, taking things personal. Our thoughts, taking things personal. Sometimes you get negative thoughts. I don't have to believe everything I think. So how do we find out? We, we have a Yeza heart. What does the Yeza heart do? He tells you, keeps you in the future, or, or, or makes you stay in the past. So we have to recognize the Yeza heart was, no, was nothing more but to shut me down and make me depressed. Don't take it personal. It's a thought. It's not you. You're a soul. You're not a thought. These are the forms. This is a strategy on stopping and saying, what am I thinking about? Why am I thinking it? Living like that. Maybe next day. The prayer was from the heart. It was not to get married, so I'm not alone. I could be alone and good. It's not about sin. So when you pray to not sin, okay, you want to sin? You're praying for your sin. You're praying for our chef's sake. Then it brings you to see glory. But if I said, I need a need a show, I need a partner, I don't want to be alone. I mean, you're really praying for you. You want to pray for the sake of Hashem. Pray for the sake of Hashem. You can end up everything. All right, guys. I don't want to overload you too much stuff. Yes. Yes. Questions. Questions or music? Whatever you want. Questions. 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 Yes. Yes. Right. That's why, right. What she's saying is, instead of praying for one thing or praying for the other thing, just pray for Hashem. So the key in part of our prayers, we always want to do something for Hashem's sake, for the sake of Hashem. So that's why Rabbi Rush says, just say thank you. When you just say thank you, you don't even need to pray that specific. Because you're saying it's all for the best, which will trigger Amuna, which will trigger that. It's focusing doing it for Hashem's sake.